Welcome to the Sunrise Podcast with Dr. M.M. Amakaro. We hope you enjoy it. Father, we worship you this morning. Jehovah, who is there like you? Who is there like you? Our Father and our God, who is there like you? Perfect in faithfulness. Who is there like you? We worship you this morning. We adore you. The rock of our salvation, ancient of days. We celebrate your fatherhood. We thank you for your loving kindness, for your mercies, for your graciousness. Thank you for protection. Thank you for preservation. Thank you for divine provision. Thank you above all for your presence and your power, for access to you, for your word, for the Holy Spirit, for revelation, for light, for assurance that you are with us always. We give you praise this morning for all that you have done. Thank you for family. Thank you, Holy Father, for the gift of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Father, for your word. Thank you for your hand upon our lives. Blessed be your name. Thank you for the gift of another day. Thank you for the gift of a new year, for every word that you have spoken, for faith in our heart to trust you. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. So I'm looking at this scripture in um, that Isaiah 25 that we read. Yeah. Please, remember Isaiah 25. He said, Oh Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you. I will praise your name for you have done wonderful things. Your counsels of old are faithfulness and truth. I like the version that says your faithfulness is perfect. You're perfect in faithfulness. And this is where we are looking at. For you have made a city a ruin, a fortified city a ruin, a palace of foreigners to be a city no more. It will never be rebuilt. Therefore, the strong people will glorify you. The city of the terrible nations will fear you. I'm looking at this place and I say, Father, a city that was so fortified, a palace of foreigners, a fortified city, fortified against who? Fortified, in other words, coming to that place that you think that look, I'm talking now of the enemy. I'm talking now of a situation where people say, this will never, uh, you have been besieged. That war will never become a way for you. I'm talking about where the enemies make a boost 
for instance, where they besiege Samaria and say famine will kill you in there. And the man of God says, tomorrow by this time, this same flower will sell for a shekel. In other words, God is going to destroy this fortification. So I'm talking about where the enemy makes a boost and where God intervenes. But that's why I say, God, you've done wonderful things. The fortified city, the palace of foreigners, foreigners, strangers, the palace of the enemies have become a ruin. And where I see there is a, and it will never be rebuilt. What the Lord does is forever. Nothing can be taken away. Nothing can be added. In other words, every place that was fortified against you, I'm bringing it down. And once I bring it down, it can never be built back. You know, any time as I looked at that scripture, it just brought me to, to the Matthew 28 that we had considered some time ago. And before we go to that Matthew 28, I just want to briefly look at Matthew 27, just to give a context, where the soldiers mocked Jesus. Matthew 28, verse 29, he said, When they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him, and led him away to be crucified. And I, I, I was wondering in my heart, I said, where was God? Where was his father? You know, anytime I look at this, I say, where was his father? This was the son of God, God himself coming on earth. And see the description of the mockery. In other words, the enemy here thought their city was fortified. They had the absolute and the final power. This is where we are going. The absolute and the final power to hurt, to demean, to revile, to gloat. And they were doing it. Mocked him, stripped him of his own clothes, put a crown on his head. I said, where was God? It seemed there was silence. So sometimes it pays to go back to here when we are looking at our lives. And it seems that at some point in your life, God is quiet. You have prayed and prayed and prayed like God is quiet. And it seems that that situation is mocking you. Even people are mocking you. Even the situation is an embarrassment. It's the height of that embarrassment that you cannot even begin to fathom. And you're saying, Lord, but I'm your child. But I put my trust in you. But I've prayed. But I have faith. But I've invested. And heaven is silence. And this thing has been coming to my mind and coming to my mind. And then they proceeded from here and took Christ and crucified him. Even while he hung on, the, they exchanged him. They preferred a thief to him. They have judged him and condemned him and preferred a thief. They freed Manabas and the father was quiet. Heaven was silent. All the injustices, everything, heaven was quiet. And then we see where eventually they hung him on the cross. They used that spear and then they struck him on the side. And then they brought that vinegar, dipped it, dipped that sponge, and gave it to him. 
And then he finally, he gave up the ghost. He said, it is finished. And I'm sure when they heard it is finished, they were jubilating and thinking that that it is finished means that, aha, uh -huh, now that his dream is dead. That vision is dead. Finally, we have it. Finally, our demonic evil desire now has come to pass. And they must have gone celebrating. And then, of course, that was not the end. When they now saw his body brought down in that utter helplessness, heaven was still silent. Yes, there was earthquake. Yes, the veil tore. And yes, somebody said, indeed, this is the Son of God. This man is the Son of God. The heaven was still quiet. That's how they carried him and they put him in the, in the tomb. And then another thing that caught my eye that we want to share before we conclude is that if you go to um, that Matthew 27, all these things happening in Matthew 27, and heaven was so quiet. If you go to that Matthew 27, to add insult upon injury, as they will say, verse 62 says, on the next day which followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees gathered together to Pilate, went again to Pilate, Saying, sir, we remember while he was still alive how he deceived and how the deceiver said, calling him a deceiver. After three days, I will rise. So now they are going in to now make sure that that does not happen. They are now going to fortify. You see, we are talking about the fortified city. They are now going to fortify that grave, fortify it to make sure that the word of God does not come to pass. To make sure that God becomes a liar. To make sure that God is not perfect in his faithfulness. To make sure that heaven remains silent. Mm. So they can celebrate eternally to say we have won. So this is what they, they did when they gathered. He said, because he said, after three days I will rise. Therefore, command that the tomb be made secure until the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal him away and say to the people, he has risen from the dead. So you see, they thought this thing through. They engaged their instinct, engaged their intellect, engaged all the information they had, engaged everything. They were monitoring, they were surveying. So, so go and secure that tomb. Go and make sure you fortify it. We are talking about the fortified city. We are talking about the palace of foreigners that we read in Isaiah 25. So we see a perfect example. Where people just rise. He was there minding his vision. He was there doing good. He was there fulfilling the purpose of God. For our sakes. But they arose against him. Bitterness. The depth of which you could not understand. After the mockery and all that, he was on the cross. You will not let him be. Finally, he died. You will not let him be. He was buried. You will not let him be. You are fortifying. Hallelujah to Jesus. Fortifying the city of strangers. The fortified city. And what did Isaiah say? That 25. When he said, praise the Lord. He has done wonderful things. You see, sometimes when we summarize that God has done wonderful things for us, we cannot break it down. 
But that Isaiah 25 went down to break it. What are the wonderful, what is the wonderful thing that this God has done? He said he has ruined the fortified city. Kai, hallelujah to Jesus. He has ruined the fortified city, the palace of foreigners. That fortified city, he said he ruined it. He dashed it, he crushed it, tore it apart, and he made sure it will never be rebuilt. So we see here, now they've done all this thing in Matthew 27. Heaven was quiet. And then we come to Matthew 28. <laughs> that first verse, now and after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene another, and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake. Oh, Father, we worship you. I don't even know what to say. For the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back. Emphasis. Rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. You see where we are going. When I looked at this thing, I said he did not just roll it back. I thank God for Matthew who took time to add this detail. Because some other gospel, this detail is not added. The, the angel sat on it. So I just say, he rolled the stone. Some say he rolled away the stone. He rolled away the stone. But this one say he rolled it and sat on it. And my mind has been going back to this sat on it. My mind has been going back to this. He rolled it. He didn't just roll it away. He sat on it. This sat on it to me means a lot of things to me. Sat on it first is, this is dominion. You've had your say. You fortified your city, but I've come and I've ruined it. And I'm making sure it's not going to be built back. I'm sitting on it. Father, I just want to worship you. Just want to exalt you. My soul magnifies you. He sat on it. And sometimes I wonder, I was talking to Shubi the other day, I said, Lord, could you imagine, was heaven smiling when the angel sat on it? What was the attitude of God when he sat on it? Was it, you know how you do something and your attitude is this defiant attitude as how dare you? How dare you? Did you think I will forget my son in the grave? Did you think I would lie? You think I said it for the sake of saying that he said that on the third day he will rise again was for the sake of saying it? Do you think it was about the stone? Can you compare the power of resurrection to the stone that you put? The stone that you rolled, man, physically. You physically rolled the stone. And you think heaven cannot remove the stone? The word of God is not strong enough to crush the stone? To ruin a fortified city? The city of foreigners, of wicked people, strangers, enemies of my word? I looked at that thing and I started worshipping God. This same God, this same God, who sent the angel with an earthquake to roll the stone and to sit on it, is the same God who is fighting for you and I. Is the same God who is fighting to make sure that his word prospers in our lives. Is the same God who has told us that he ruined the fortified city and it will never be rebuilt. So anybody, anywhere, whatever the circumstances that seems that has been fortified against you, that that wall seems that it will never become a way, trust God. The enemy did everything in the book 
We just read it. We had to go back to give a context of what it means when God says, that ruined city will not be rebuilt. I, the Lord, I'll bring it down. Bring down the palace of strangers. Crush their noise. Let's read the entire Isaiah 25. He said, like a swimmer, I will straight forth my man. I will crush the enemies. I will silence them. That noise, I will bring it down. And it will never go up. So this is God. Now I'm angry. That is the attitude. Now I'm angry. Because a time has come for his word to prosper in the lives of his people. A time has come for God. That is why I like the version that said, in his perfect faithfulness, he has come to do the things he planned a long time ago. Every plan he had for you and I, every plan, every word that you heard, every short prophecy from the word of God that you held on, every prayer that you have prayed, whatever stood against it, whatever fortification they brought against it, Whatever word they said, every cut, whatever it is today, Father, we just worship you for this revelation. That fortified city has become a ruin and it will never be rebuilt. They have crumbled and our eyes will see the crumbling of fortified cities. God will cause us to witness the crumbling. The confidence of the wicked is taken away. They are confident. They were so confident. They went back to Pilate and said, look, this is what he said. Let us go back and ensure. Who are they? Is it not the word of God? The word of God that is hammer, the word of God that is stone, the word of God that is rock, that is the wild wind. The word of God is everything. Except it's not the word of God. In this season, you will see fortified city ruined. Whatever the form, manner of expression of a fortified city ruined, that the children of God may enter into their rest. That the children of God may see the word of God fulfilled in their life. That the children of God will be set free so that they can say God has done glorious things, wonderful things. And they begin to name them one by one. Father, I just want to thank you. Thank you for sending us this word. Thank you because once you have spoken twice, we have had power to ruin the fortified city belong to you. Thank you, eternal rock. Blessed be your name. We thank you for our lives. We thank you for our health. Thank you for our families. We thank you for the church of Jesus Christ. Thank you for the people of God who trust you and pray and know that you have answered. Thank you, God, for our destinies as you have pronounced it, as you wrote it in that book concerning one by one. There is no plan of the wicked that can stand. There is no plan that can stand the earthquake from you, that can stand you. All the while it seemed that God was silent. All the while. And they were running amok, moving from face to face, from platform to platform, trying to block, to ensure it never happens. But when heaven spoke through an earthquake, they knew that Jesus was the Son of God. That same power of resurrection that brought Christ from the grave, that same power, we read it in Ephesians 1, that is the power that our eyes of understanding will be opened so that we know what our calling is. That this same power, the power that redeemed us, justified us, this same power, the power that is working on our behalf. So in this season, we're going to see this power. We should walk conscious of this power. We should know that there's no fortified city that God has not ruined. There is nothing. Let us say, this. let us not say, oh, that lion, the lion is no longer in the street. So now is the time for us to follow the instinct that God has put in us, the revelation that God has given us. Nothing is blocking you this season. No power is blocking. It's been ruined. Consider it ruined and it can never be built back. So no fear. Father, we thank you. Thank you for being a one God. We are nothing apart from you. 
nothing. We have nothing. We know nothing. We depend on your power. The same power of revelation. Depend on you. That every plan that you had for us a long time ago, everything we have watched and we have looked and we have prayed, that is coming to pass. We bless you today. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. Thank you for the 45 cities that have been ruined, the palace of strangers, those ones who conspire, those ones who guide themselves together, those ones who, who enterprises of evil, liars. Father, we thank you because you have spoken. By this word that we have found in Isaiah 25, we have found it in Matthew 27, found it again. First chapter, second, first chapter 28 and verse one, two, three, that indeed the power from on high rolled us to that same power, the same Jesus. He did it for our sake. The same spirit, that same spirit that quickened Christ Jesus from the grave. The same spirit that works in us. So we thank you for our eyes shall see your salvation and our eyes have seen your salvation. Thank you for our families. Thank you for our children, for the breakthroughs, for the open doors. Thank you for Nigeria. Thank you for the church of Jesus Christ. It's a new season. A season of great and awesome miracles. A season of your mighty hand speaking. A season of your anger against fortified cities. A season, oh God, that would say indeed the Lord has done great things. We exalt you this morning. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen.